Look at this knuckle. Hello and welcome to another Woodshop Podcast with Mike Coffey of Coffee Custom Builds, Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks, and Peter Kapar of Petrie's Workshop. You can find us all as well as the podcast on Instagram and YouTube. Welcome, welcome to episode 91 of another Woodshop podcast where we've had skip, we've had jump, and now we have hop. Morgan Hops here. <laughs> that Good was one. fire. Hey-o. That was one of your best ever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> another was week, it? Pete. You've earned another week on the show. <laughs> Morgan <laughs> Hop is with us from Microjig. <laughs> now, I Listen, want you to say his full I don't name. Think we should... Morgan no, Hoppenfesser. I, I want Morgan Hoppenfesser to, say... to say his Huskin legal name right now. Outstanding. Okay. <laughs> so actually, Morgan Morgan's not even my first name. It's my first what? name is actually No, it's it's Jeffrey Morgan Hoffensperger. I just go by Morgan. Get because that's everyone in my here. family that's... goes by their middle name. Yeah. What the heck? What, what kind of Polish junk is this? Whoa, hey, yo. Hey. I don't <laughs> hey, know I just, by my first or middle name. I just ruined the episode, didn't I? <laughs> no, it's better now. I like it more somehow. Did you say hey, your first name was Jefferson? I have a bad memory. Jefferson. Jeffersopolis. Jeffersopolis. Morgan Topolis. No, listen. Hey, we have Morgan Hop on the show. <laughs> we have Morgan Hop on the show. Before we jump into that, I wanted to say a big thank you to our sponsor this week. That is Merca. Big thank you to Merca for sponsoring this week's episode. They have Dustless Sanding. Uh, me, Dan, and Pete, we all use the Merck Sanders. They're great Sanders. We love them. We uh, think you should love. check them out if you're in the market for a new Sander. Uh, they have really great stuff. Uh, you know, we've all got a bunch of their machines, and they work very well, and we're just a big fan. What's up, Dan? I can see your... It, well, your it's worth noting that we are big fans of Merca even before they were uh, sponsors of, of the podcast. Yeah. It's true. That's Absolutely true. true. Yeah. Is that also, why you we were big though? fans of yellow tools in general? <laughs> yes. <Just> real, real <laughs> nice, Pete. That'll segue later. Uh, big thanks to Merca. We really appreciate you sponsoring the show. You guys are awesome. Go check them out over on Instagram, and you know they got YouTube, they got Facebook, they got all the pages. Go check them out. Look at their machines. All the they socials for you. All the socials. Uh, so, also, I'd like to say a big thank you to our patrons. We got a new Patreon, a patron over on Patreon this week. That is Chris. Big thanks to Chris for sponsoring the show. As Are you well. just making up names at this point? I am. We don't. We have. Thank you, Stephanie. In nine solid months. Thank you, Morgan <laughs> Topolis, for sponsoring the. No, uh, we got. We got John. He donated nine thousand dollars. Nine thousand dollars from John. Jo- L- da- Dan's <laughs> son John is going to college now. No, uh, that's <laughs> going to be. Thanks to uh, big thanks to Chris for sponsoring the show over on Patreon. That's uh, patreon.com forward slash another woodshop podcast. That's. What we got going over there, as we kind of alluded to slash mentioned, we got Morgan joining us. Morgan, uh, we're going to jump into some questions from you here. Before, 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 before we do what's on my bench, I want to, I want a little bit of an explanation of who Morgan is. What does Morgan do? I think Morgan (laughs) should explain that. And I want to get into that really bad, but let me please go into the review segment first okay oh yeah we got to do that i'm sorry i'm sorry the review segment so first reviews yeah come on let me i you know (laughs) stop taking putting your hands on the wheel we're gonna get into the review segment and before we can ever do that 
We have to stop it. They're so strong. <laughs> They're so meaty, these hands. Uh, before we get into the... Uh, you want to see, see the, the back, back of your my hands, hands Pete? <laughs> no. Uh, before we get into the, uh, the, the reviews, we have to hear this song. It was written exclusively by Daniel, Daniel Dunlap. No one else. Daniel. Go, Black Betty. Ramble him. Okay, that was amazing. Thank you, Dan. Uh, but actually, I uh, was just looking at my notes, and we're not actually going to read reviews this week. Uh, oh, I have a review week, to so. read on Yelp, actually. <laughs> let's do We have a Yelp week. review. I know. Let's do both. We've got like two other you've reviews. Let's do them next week. Morgan's here. All right. And we got Tune in next week for reviews. For the big review reveal. Ooh. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, at the but, end of this episode, I can give you guys uh, my own Please. Please oh, do. So, please. Uh, we and, and are. Just in real time. It, please, so that, we, that could be fun. We would <laughs> love. And at the end of the episode, please stay tuned. We need our retention to stay high, so we're actually going to tease Morgan Lee review for the podcast he was just on. <laughs> so if you can, we can record it after. I'll splice it at the end in a video. segment. Just hang around for Morgan reviewing the podcast he was just on. I'm gonna. Wow. I'm not Nostradamus. I'll just make notes the whole time, and then I'll unroll it like a scroll. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Start like going down the list. <laughs> I'm not. This Nostradamus. is what I was unhappy about. But I don't think four it's score be good. and seventeen years ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen. Let's uh, let's jump into what's on my bench in a minute, and I'll play the music for that. But I want Morgan to explain who Morgan is. Morgan, well, hold on, hold on. Wait, Pete whoa, whoa, has whoa, whoa, to whoa. ask the question. Oh yeah, Pete has to ask the question. Pete. Pete, why don't you ask your uh, you know tale as old as time my question, question? I just I just want to know who the hell do you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> Morgan, are, who who are you, and what makes you so special? I, well, First I'm of all, his hands. I'll, I'll I'll lead with that. I'm not special, and my hands are awful. <laughs> Have you seen that knuckle? It's pretty bad. Yeah. Oh, look at this. Ah, that's a, you weren't supposed to show it again. A, this is <laughs> a podcast. This podcast. No one listening to the actual episode knows what we're talking about. I asked Morgan to show me the backs of his hands. And I was looking at the micro jig site and I go, oh yeah, I thought they looked familiar because it's only like, we haven't even got that far. Belly shots with like hands pushing things across tools. So none of this well, makes like, sense right now because we haven't got that far, Pete. Like I don't, in the front of a package, should it be like, by Morgan <laughs> I'm cutting wood. I don't, I don't, we're like pretty pretty you know pretty early into the show but we already have the title i'm pretty sure is look at this knuckle with morgan hop so uh i don't think we need to do home Wait, more can we call it, here. what about knuckle please knuckle please <laughs> oh my god okay i like um, it <laughs> oh okay. my goodness this is off the rails already you guys <laughs> i'm not sure <laughs> You're gonna get canceled. Remember that review we got with that, that we haven't read yet? Not enough meat. We're, we're about to do a Morgan Hop review. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so just you know, in general, because people are curious, like, who, who are you? Why, um, why are you so special? I mean, so, we all know, but you know. <laughs> I'm, so I, I guess I'll lead with um, I'm really not special. Um, but uh, so I, I work. I'm the creative director for Microjig. Ooh. Um, I've been, uh, yeah, been here for about going on four and a half years. Dang. Um, had a, uh, had a, uh, custom furniture 
business for seven years prior to that. And um, I so you're not just a pretty knuckle. You're actually you actually know know woodworking. I'm I'm more than just my knuckles. Um, Very nice. I'm wrists. I'm forearms. I'm everything. Four of them. Wow. Four arms. No wonder you had such a. Please don't list any more productive. Yeah, that's it. Um, but yeah, I I, um, I I dissolved that and I started working for Microjig full time in uh, 2017. I, I believe it was I, called I, Miles Craft Furniture Shop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, y'all gonna get me in trouble. Okay, okay, well, I'll, I'll edit that part <laughs> so, out. So wait, no, hey, so, so when you sold Tack Life, what, what, <laughs> you sold Tack Life. <laughs> What? So, how'd you even get involved in that? Like, how did that even come up? Kind of curious. All right, yes, so, for real. Um, so I, I, I had my my furniture business, and it was it was going, I, it was great, um, but it was inconsistent. So I would have a great month, and then the next month would be like, eh, you know. yeah. Um, and my wife Preach. and I, we decided that we wanted to start um, trying. You know, we wanted to have a family, and so that that inconsistency wasn't. There's like, your problem. So I started looking for a. You know, a real job um, that was still kind of in the woodworking space. And I saw a posting uh, from Microjig, and I had already used Microjig products. Uh, I didn't know that they were local. Uh, I thought it was just like a local rep or something. And so I, I submitted my, my resume, uh, did like a phone interview, but it was for some like operations executive type things. I was, we agreed at the time that I was not the right person for that position. <laughs> But they said, you know, we'll we'll keep your, you know, we'll keep your your resume on file and and call you if anything ever comes up, which usually just means we'll never talk to you scram. again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah usually coming just by. means like yeah. Um, Security, so, see this know, man out. And 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 that's that's how I took it, and so that was kind of the last I, I thought about it. And then a year and a half later, out of the blue, they called me. They're like, hey, we got a position for you. We like, um, we we want to just. We want to hire you to just do what you do. Like we're, we're going to create a position for you specifically if you're available. How I cool like, did that feel? I mean, right? how good? How good was that wow. conversation? I mean, like that's. Pretty I good. was it, so like looking for cameras and trans- Ashton Kutcher. Like, where's Ashton Kutcher? At? I, I'm being punked. At the, at the time, <laughs> like, punked, I was X. <laughs> Sorry, I was in that transition of like you know trying to like you know get into something more regular. And, you know, the first step in that transition was I was working in, in a cabinet shop, um, which just sucked. And so I got that call, you know, right when I got home for the day from working at the cabinet shop. And <laughs> I was like, this is like, this, it, that day changed my life. It was crazy. That, that's awesome, dude. That's definitely one you won't forget. That's cool. Yeah. So should and, we keep hitting it with questions? And, well, and, what's I mean, like? the other thing is like, and not to like, you know, jump up micro jigs, butt, but well-known company, <laughs> you know, well-known company, good stuff. I mean, we all use their stuff as yeah. woodworkers. I mean, it's the gripper is great. There's other great odd, uh, products there. The match fits. I mean, I got one that looks like a tank. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> the military grade micro jig. No, the, uh, I almost grabbed the invitation. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that that's. I mean, that's a phone call you get where you like, you know, right? Like you're like, right away, you're like, this is, I have to do this. I have to do this. Like this is going to be big in my life. You you know, it's one of those, those, those milestone moments, right? It was, yeah. Miles it was insane. Moment. So like, 
sorry. I'm sorry. You had to be in the pre show to understand these jokes. I'm trying not to say it. I would say that's that's when you like you get that call and you just do a major jig. You don't want to do a micro jig. I mean, you want to do a major jig. Yeah. So good. But. So I, I'm submitting my resignation right now. <laughs> to whom it may concern. <laughs> I'm sorry, so I, Morgan. Oh man, quitting at the cabinet shop was so like it was so ugly. So I was I was there for yes. I want to hear this. I'm here for it. I was there for six months, and I started you know entry level. They're just like yeah, you just do whatever the the actual builders tell you to do, and then within shop six months. Gimp. Yeah, pretty much. Then within six months, they gave me a, my own bench and put me in a lead builder position. And then I was telling 70% of the floor what to do. <laughs> did, you, and uh, they were like, did you start they were working? They so mad. Question. Did you start working at the cabinet shop with the mustache and the tattoos? Because if you started there, I don't, I don't see how you started at a shop gimp position. I mean, if you had facial hair and a sleeve... How do you start? I had a ponytail as well. Oh, so. see, there's your problem. Oh, oh. All right, that's oh. the real beta move. I had a ponytail <laughs> and I wore and I wore a deep V every day. Oh, uh, all, Pete. all the way down to your belly button. It's oh, basically just deep. a vest. Really, it's <laughs> <laughs> like a bathrobe. Menard Did you vest. see the life drain from Pete's face when he said <laughs> deep V? <laughs> <laughs> I love DPs. They're they were so mad when I when I told them I was leaving. They're like, "What do you mean? We just get like we just you know promoting you, you gave you this, this bench like you you know managing people." I'm like, "I don't want to manage these people. You've got uh, your own table without a seat. What more do you want?" And I I told them what I was going to do, and like you know any normal any normal rational person would that. be happy for me and tell right. me good luck. Um, but they were just like, well. If you don't leave proper notice, you can't come back. Hope you don't get AIDS. Like, I don't claim to come back. Oh my god. Twelve percent so like, like everyone. So I was like, uh, so I'm just I'm gonna leave today because I don't want to be here tomorrow. So No, that's great. That's great. That's oh. that's good. That's the kind of story Toxic. I love to hear. Yep. <clears throat> and you followed your path. That's super cool, man. Anytime I, I quit I a job, I left by throwing my time card at the boss. <laughs> all, all one times done lapped not three a times. lot of people i would believe three times but with you i 100 percent believe also that. Guys, he's so old he used to use paper to punch in for work. oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i'm that old <laughs> but this this cabinet shop this cabinet shop we had paper punch cards oh yeah see yep that's funny well so, now that clank, clank. Got, now that we, now that we've learned about the man behind the knuckle, I think we should. Uh, <laughs> I think can I, should, uh, can I? I want to position that for the uh, show title, "Man, man Behind the, the Knuckle." I've got a long list. Guys, here. It's, like a, it's like a, like a, it's like a call on like a Michael Jackson, the the man behind the mirror. That was beautiful. First of all, I need to write that down right now. Yes. Well, Morgan that, gets me. I love it. I, I need to there's, put, there's a lot of knuckle centric uh, titles that we could. Yeah. Go with well, we'll I need to, to actually. Ha- on this. I need to have you sign a, conf- a consent 
form at the end of this that I can use the uh, man behind the knuckle audio clip for future episodes. So um, I'm just going to write We're going to have down. to pay royalties on that, though. Yeah, I hope you're going to your budget. Good luck. Hope you can afford negative $30 an episode. Uh, <laughs> the man right, so while, while they're giggling, what did, like, so what do you do now at Microjig aside from hand model? Like what knuckle model, like, like a full time job. You're not like you're. Are you a content creator for them? Are you just Instagram model? Are you actually creating articles for their site? Um, or are you just like able to do whatever you want? And they're just like, yeah, yes. just send us the video, and we're gonna here's money. With that mustache <laughs> and knuckle, we'll pay you whatever you want. <laughs> so knuckle um, money. I guess it's. it's <laughs> Knuckle, please, please continue. <laughs> Knuckle, please. <laughs> Knuckle, please. <laughs> I really hope some of you watch the video guys, for this that episode. Review, that last review we got, a hundred percent correct. Exactly. Oh yeah, we're not we're not denying that review is correct. No, it hurts because it's accurate. Sorry. What do you do with microchip? <laughs> Um, so <laughs> it's hard to get back on track. Sorry, sorry. Um, so Welcome to AWP. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I guess it's, it kind of changes. It's really dynamic. It changes all the time, but, um, generally uh, as creative director, you kind of, uh, drive the creative direction of how the brand and the products are presented to the public. So, um, I work with, uh, influencers and, um, so I, I don't do any of the, the social media management, but I do work with, with content creators to, um, you know, <clears throat> coordinate, figure out, work on projects that, that are going to, uh, that they enjoy and that are going to present our products in a, in a positive light. Um, I shoot all the photography. I write all the copy for packaging and web and, uh, newsletters and, um, that sounds pretty important. Really just, oh. And, uh, and then all the video. So I, I, <laughs> I write all the videos. I'm obviously in all the videos. I shoot them all myself. I edit them all myself. Um, so it really anything that's public facing, um, in terms of media, I, that's what I, you do. have a knuckle in it or hand in it. I got Sorry. a knuckle in it. <laughs> Every, I, I got a knuckle in just about everything. Just about everything. <laughs> 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 we got cool. knuckle jokes galore just this stay tuned great. everybody <laughs> uh, this is good this wow. is good so that's that's a uh i mean legit like that's that that's really cool to understand more about what you do i mean i i that's I, really awesome you know, knew that it's stuff, actually right? super amazing to hear, it's kind hear of a your dream job yeah to hear your amazing. origin story and see where you came from like a cabinet shop and to to go to like a company like microjig that that totally supports the community and it it sounds like you have kind of free reign and and free like creative control it's it's pretty amazing so like it, uh you know we've got you know whenever a product we're we need to come out with or um or promote we're launching a new thing or just kind of refreshing the concept that we have around an existing product um i'll do like a project and i'm you know, as a, as a woodworker, I'm in a, the best position to decide, you know, what project to build that will best demonstrate the capabilities of various products. So 
I basically just get to decide what I want to build and just build it and make a video and everybody wins. And That's awesome. <laughs> Love it. That's awesome. So, uh, Right now, you're sitting in a wood shop, which looks like an amazing like wood shop. You have everything that I can see like behind you that is is a fantastic tool. So, is that your shop or is that a micro jig shop? This is this is micro jig micro jig shop. Um, this is the the office is just that way. Um, my my shop is a ten foot by twelve foot uh, oh. PVC shed. Um, <laughs> I think Pete can Pete can uh, commiserate with you. He had something like that Bef- yeah. before. Before you had uh, stationary table saw money. Money. I'm I'm fighting. I'm I'm wrestling with the uh, with the city planning and development department to get a permit to put a shop on my property. Um, oh, yeah. If only one difficult. of us could relate to that. <laughs> I certainly can't. Uh, Mike. Yeah, they're they're being very difficult. Um, but yes, this is uh, Mike Big shop. Um, this is where I shoot all the videos, except for it's a nice right shot. when COVID started. And um, I was shoot- actually a good chunk of the content that I made right when COVID started was in my dumpy little 10 by 12 shed. <laughs> nice. Um, but, you know, made it work. Yeah. If you're doing if you're doing tight shots, you can't tell where you're at. Yeah. So, like, well, if you're that, doing like tight shots standing- of the knuckle. I was standing right outside in front of the shed. I'm like, hey, this is my shed. <laughs> Let's go make something. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. So that's a peek behind the curtain or the, the man behind the knuckle. Stop it. <laughs> that's a, so that's uh, – thank you, Morgan. We, we're really glad you're on the show. It's really cool. I've been talking to Morgan for a long time. I've been trying to get him on for a long while, and uh, we're really glad it worked out. But we're going to jump into – one of the primary segments of our show, we, we just kind of round Robin on and we talk about what we've been dealing, doing this week. And uh, really, the only way to go into that segment is to hear this. What's on my bitch? That is, of course, Daniel Dunlap singing like an angel. And, uh, you know, basically multiple people just got pregnant because of that. So um, <laughs> we're going to we're going to I'm actually going to throw it to Dan. Since uh, Morgan just got to talk talk for a while, so I want to hear hear Dan's week and how that was. So, um, well, Morgan, first of all, uh, you might be new here, and I gave up my singing career. I definitely to be a, am. To be a podcaster. So there's that. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> you were working for Micro Jig as the creative director, and then a it guy was, named Mike called you to be on a podcast, and you threw. It your was time a bad decision. It was a bad decision. I'm just doing this till my rap career kicks off. That's it. <laughs> so we were Sound little Petey. rapper. <clears throat> so uh, you guys aren't going to believe this. I I feel like a broken record at this point. But bow ties. I want to bow ties. My hands on my How table, do you spell that? dude. Dude, bow ties. Okay, to give like a a a description to give you more of a visual perspective of what bow ties means. I actually had several people reach out to me after I shared this in a story. I had, I think I had 18 packages of bow ties like lined up on, on my bench today. And I showed them in a story and they were like, oh, you aren't kidding when you say bow ties. Yeah, bow ties. It's ridiculous how many people want bow ties. You know, I'm great. I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for it. But it it is like taking over my life. If I get... 
if I get too many more, like I'm seriously going to have to think about hiring somebody on just to run bow ties on my CNC. Uh, if only you need you a bigger machine. Potential employees in the house. Oh, who could it be? <laughs> My daughter and son, child labor. <laughs> child labor. You just get an escort and you can it's hire them on. It's the legal. the rest of the world. Anyway, uh, so bow ties and, you know, I still have uh, the Hackberry slab waiting for uh, Poxy. I still need to reach out to Total Boat and see if they want to work with me. If not, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy t- Total Boat and do that on my own. Uh, either way, that, that slab is going to have Total Boat in it. Um, and then uh, I, I actually started the door tonight. I haven't okay. shared that on the IGs yet. I, I started cutting it up. I'm going to start gluing it up probably in the morning. And that is, oh, that is so big. We're talking eight quarter white oak. It is 42 inches by 96 inches. That is going to be a massive, massive door. The problem is like... I don't have shop help. And this door is going to be like 300 pounds. Get that Harbor Freight lift table that I've been using, dude. I don't have any room for anything. Oh, yeah. But I probably should go get it. I I saw that in your stories. That is actually amazing. I want to talk to you about how you... Mike, what is it, like 18 inches by 24 or something? It's it's actually a pretty small footprint. It's 24 by 36, but I store it out in one of my outdoor sheds. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't care. Yeah, well, Mike's, Mike's got all these sheds and... But you those know, those scissor lift tables they 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 fold scissor flat. like yeah it's totally yeah. flat it's, yeah you could tuck it under <laughs> under a bench stand yeah Nebraska yeah, it scissor folds lift flat. I you can you. put it up against the wall like they they really don't take up much room at all honestly Morgan I, if you would send me a link to that that'd be great Dan <clears> I <throat> I uh, I don't know if you, you saw in my stories but I I flipped Shh. around the handle. <laughs> Because it folds back on. Yeah, the I table. saw that. I saw that in your stories. I wanted. I wanted Dude, to uh, talk to you about that some more. It, so I, I flipped that thing around. It's so much more usable now. I don't know why they don't have the handle fold that way as an option. So now, yeah, well, I, flipped, I don't think they make it for people who make uh, twenty foot tabletops. I know, but still, <laughs> it's like I could get it. In the, it was perfect. I was able to, and all I did was drop some self. I didn't show it on my stories. I was trying to get done with what I was doing today, but. I sunk some self-tappers into the side of the tube steel going up, and now mm-hmm. the handle falls back, but it only goes back so far, so I can... Yeah, and the, and the, the, the screws stop it from Yeah, the screws the stop floor. it. So I... I, <clears throat> I saw I that. That was, that oh, was brilliant. So it works. I was able to drag this like... Yeah, I actually watch your stories, believe it or not. Oh, okay. Well, this is <laughs> awkward now. Can you stop? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Mike, are you, are you standing? Yeah, I'm in a standing desk. I'm standing too. I think they both are. I'm sitting. Yeah, they're weird. Gas station guy. Why stand where you can sit? (laughs) Right. (laughs) I'm old. I sit. Um. So aside from the uh, white oak door, actually, keeping with the white oak door. Um. So I had some back and forth with the now. I'm tired of working with it. I actually, I still love it. I don't. I don't care. It looks beautiful. Um, It looks amazing. But God, it's gorgeous. It's not red oak, but it's gorgeous. Anyway, uh, it's no. So red I had some ba- I had some back and forth with the client for the white oak door. Um, they wanted me to build the door jam for it as well, and as as and uh, <clears throat> excuse me, and the side light that that uh, has the window on the side of it. I think that's what we talked about a couple weeks ago. 
So I, and that was like after the fact, they wanted me to build this after they commissioned me to build the door. And I sent them a, an invoice to pay for the door jam. And they, they said they weren't going to pay it until they saw progress on the door. And I explained to them, I'm not going to start building the door until I know it has to be in their house because this house is being built. It's not done yet. And, uh, I wasn't going to, like I said, I wasn't going to start building it until I knew it had to be there because one of the problems with it is it's going to be so large and awkward. It's going to be tough to move around in my tiny shop. I don't have a big shop. So well, I was trying to t- kind of like anyone's like I mean it, it's yeah. it's big for it's big like a hobbyist but I'm I'm doing this this is this is my job now. So this is what I do for Did a living. Did you go full time? I'm just uh, Dan did before me. I'm just <laughs> twist it why don't you while it's in his guts. Dan, Dan was I've, I've been full time self-employed since 2012. 2012. 9. Anyway, oh. um I thought it was 12. My bad. Uh 11 maybe. 11 um, it was 11. That's right. Photography. Yeah. Can you so <laughs> Anyway, <Only> dance. Uh, <laughs> you only, only dance throw me off and I forget where time. I'm at. Sorry, you're you're building the door. I'm really I I Okay. I, I made my uh, joke about that, but seriously, I am super excited to see this door build. I am. Oh, I yeah. think you're gonna absolutely kill it for one. I, of course, I, I just, am. Of, I'm kind of okay. good. Now I'm now I'm out. I don't want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I may have a small shop, but I'm right, really so good at what I do. Building a house around this door. Go on. So uh, they want they want me to build the door jam, but uh, they didn't want to pay for the door jam until they saw progress on the door. Even though I explained to them, I'm not going to start the door because I'm going to like try to time it. For when the windows are put in and everything. And uh, well, the wife of the client called me today and we had a good conversation. And I told her what the husband told me. And she's like, oh, no. So <laughs> she she paid me for the door jam today. So it was a pretty good day. Not on my watch. I was like, oh, cool. So Aries. I am doing the door jam. Anyway, um, aside from that, I, I, I made like I've been making cutting boards. I know, I know it's like the, the easy way out of woodworking, but they're so fun to make. I enjoy the hell out of them. Even, even after all this time of making bigger projects, I still enjoy going back to a, a cutting board, a simple cutting board. It's just such a quick win and it, it feels so like gratifying to make a cutting board. I don't know what it is. I've made several. It, I, I feel like maybe I'm, I'm just procrastinating, procrastinating. That's a hard yeah, that's word a to word. say. You said it right. Uh, I'm procrastinating on the bigger jobs that I have. How do you say cement? No, no. Concrete. Let's move forward. <laughs> Concrete. <laughs> Procrastinator. Yeah, that's that's the word I'm, I'm, I'm going after. I'm a procrastinator. <laughs> so, anyways, I've made like half a dozen cutting boards to put on my Etsy shop. Uh, anyway, um, oh, we'd I have like to else see to... some progress on the door. Cool, but yeah, here's well, you cutting boards. <laughs> <laughs> do you really want that door, or do you want a bunch of cutting boards? Have you heard I'll of throw in a ties? free cutting board. I'll throw in a free cutting board. <laughs> white oak and grain cutting boards. <laughs> I put white oak in an ingrain cutting board th- today. I, 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 will fight, I, will, I will fight you, bro. I will fight you. <laughs> white oak ingrain is you. fine. You can't take me. You're young. And impressionable. You're old. He's got I old man strength. 
I got old man wiry strength. You got that you got that AARP card and you can lift two of you. AARP. So aside from the cutting boards, uh it was a it was a pretty banger day on Etsy, actually. And I hate to bring this up. Have you guys oh Pete shared this with us, uh the Etsy boys uh instagram page. Oh, yeah. i almost i almost feel me. bad i almost feel bad about bringing up etsy now because i feel like that instagram page is just like personally attacking me <laughs> i feel like it's just going after me personally but anyways uh, i had a banger day on etsy uh i sold you know i sold bow ties or whatever but somebody actually bought one of those slide sliding uh end tables that i make robin wants one of those Yes, Robin wants. Did she see the? Did you? Did she see the viral video? No, she didn't follow you. She just ran. Oh, no, I'm just joking. No, she said, "Hey, you should make us a couple of those tables like Dan made." I was like, first of all, not in my house." No, I, I think I'm going to be making. A, I, I think I'm going to be making a couple of those here in the next few weeks for the. Lizard. Second of all, why don't you just marry Dan? Right? Yeah, why don't you marry Dan? <laughs> I live in Utah. Come on, Utah. <laughs> Well, there goes that listener base. Sorry, both of you. Dan <laughs> doesn't speak for all it's of us. Lefty and, it's uh, Lefty Brandy. and uh, Brandy. Isn't that the time zone that we never mention? <laughs> right. We don't talk about Anyway, uh, <laughs> I actually had somebody buy one of those tables off Etsy. Uh, I thought I had priced that table like out of the range of anybody wanting to buy one. They're so simple. They're so simple. It's, it's just... A lot of labor, though. Well, yeah. But I have a box joint jig like made up, and they're, they're just they're just box joint jigs. There's there are two box joint jigs. I mean, it's super simple. And I thought I had it priced in such a way that like nobody would ever buy one, and somebody freaking bought. I like one how today. you listed it with the the specific reason being, no one's gonna buy this. No, I didn't. Five hundred fifty bucks. I didn't think anybody was gonna buy it. Somebody bought it today. Wait, how, how big is this table? Uh, Four by twelve. No, it's pretty small. It's uh, it's twenty inches tall by it. Morgan, it's been a very super viral video. If you just go on my <laughs> if you it's haven't got, seen it yet, it's got upwards of three million views. So he's so <laughs> humble. It's it. It's just it's just two it's right three, angles. Yeah, three Hold pieces on. of walnut. It's U shaped. That it's that it's literally that table. Yeah, <laughs> it just slides in there. It's box joint. Five hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, that seems about right. Yeah, that seems right to me. Bespoke. With I mean, shipping alone for that thing would probably be kind of bonkers. But anyway, yeah. somebody bought one today, and lo and behold, I actually have one pre-built that's been sitting in the corner of my house, just like waiting, and it fits their dimensions perfectly so like the the gods align the clouds align the this is stars a phrase stars people say the stars aligned the knuckles aligned and everything was going to work everything's coming up dan today D- today was a great day i'm so happy about today anyway the day of dan a great dan day of dan. it was a dan uh, good who day. should i throw it to <laughs> i want to hear about pete's day uh-huh. So, um, all right, that's got weird. All right, no, so I actually I had an energy insane, negative thirty <laughs> week on Etsy. I I had sixty plus orders last week since last week, which nice. is bonkers for me. Sixty now, times granted, three, 
180 $3. <laughs> $180, bucks. not bad. Not bad. Um, yeah, it's it good because the tax. Sticker sales are through the roof. <laughs> uh, let's just say Sticker Beat's getting a lot of advertising. Let's just say Emma's simple. getting new fingernail polish. No big deal. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, God. But I, I, was, I was running a pretty steep sale, too. I was running a 25% off sale for Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, Sucker Free Sunday, and Cyber Monday. Which now there's Wait, a, what there's is Sunday? A, what? What is Sunday? Sucker Free Sunday? Get out of here. No, it's not. Don't make stuff <laughs> it, up. It used to be, that used to be an MTV That's show. That's made up. And I would That's work it into real. like, the, I would say all four really fast and people would be like, what? <laughs> but now like I ended my sale on Monday and all of yesterday or, or Tuesday, Etsy was like, hey, we're having a sale. Are you part of it? And I'm like, there's a Tuesday sale now? Like they're for something business Saturday, Tuesday, whatever. Doesn't matter. Anyways. Had a really good week. Uh, got a lot of sales. Got a bunch of reviews. I was able to get a new product out. So I got the uh, battery holders and a tool holders done for the uh, Craftsman tool system. So I got those out. I sold a lot of them already. I also released the uh, the little backdrop holders um, that are 3D printed. So you can like have a custom floor and wall setting for your photos when you're trying to take you know beauty shots. So they're just little... T-stands that sit on both sides. They come with two sets. One's like wedge-shaped, one's step-shaped, so it fits different thicknesses of material. Oh, look, an Etsy sale. <laughs> That's awesome. She came in on my watch. Um, and so those are We're selling really well. What was that? We're too connected. Go on. <laughs> but, so I got that, uh, got all this stuff out, uh, caught up on all those orders, and then I actually had like a weird big batch of orders today that I got to get out as well. So... It's to a point where I, I ended up ordering another Prusa and I have a deposit down for the Prusa XL, the big one that's going to be released next summer. So I put a deposit down on a machine that's not going to be out for half a year. But um, I'm pretty stoked. I got a machine coming uh, in the next couple of weeks. So I'll have four machines running downstairs, a fifth one here in the office for prototyping. And uh, 3D printing is going well. And I'm hoping to keep that energy going, keep listing stuff. But I did look at my Etsy and I was like, wait, I only have 26 items. Then I was looking at these successful shops that have like 300 plus items on their Etsy. And, you know, half of them are digital files. And I'm like, that's what I need to be doing. So I'm trying to I get I think I only have like 45. So 45. But listings? I'm still new. Yeah. Or sales. No. <laughs> 45 sales. Yeah. So, oh, you no. Know, I'm talking about listings. How many listings? Yeah. No, listings. 45 listings. listings. <laughs> no, yeah. listings. Like how many items for sale you have? 45. I thought you yeah, said sales. 45. No. No, you said oh, We were talking about listings. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're the I'm one who brought up sales. I didn't realize you had that many items on your Etsy. Yeah, I'm kind of a big deal. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right, because all the bow ties, too. That, that fluffs it a little bit. All right. Uh, hey, anyway. Seven million views. <laughs> Seven million views. <laughs> I made a wrong door, and it blew up. <laughs> um, so what else? Uh, oh, I'm kidding. I love your door. And oh, I got a, I got the deposit for the big CNC job, so that's happening. So I'll be making these heck yeah ice climbing prototype tools. And um, I went down to Mendon Plywood today. Got the got all the order stuff ordered. The the owner of the place actually ended up delivering it to my Johnny house, Minden. Kind of cool. No, Herb <laughs> Mendon Plywood. His it's last Herb. name's I Plywood. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what his name. Is. I just know it's Herb. Herb was here. He Stephen Sheet Goods. She, she's Herbert Jarvis Plywood. <laughs> and uh, 
it's funny because he's like he doesn't he only had one sheet of this one inch plywood because it's one inch Baltic birch and he gets it from Irena down at the docks basically from like this giant warehouse where they sh- they just ship it straight from Russia so quality Baltic birch stuff uh, but this stuff is it's thick this stuff is massive I've never held sheet goods that like that thick um and then uh that's I feel like uh, there's a joke there somewhere I, there is a joke I just kind of left it hanging <laughs> let's yeah. keep moving. It's yeah. low fruit. So, as basically, oh, and aside from that, it's cutting board season. I've made probably about eight or no, no actually no, because I made a bunch of those small ones. I probably made a dozen or almost two at this point, and I have another like six to eight to still make. Uh, so it's gonna be busy here the next couple of days. I gotta get those knocked out. I got a lot of people asking for cutting boards for the holidays. I was and, told uh, that cutting boards isn't real woodworking. It's a it's a it, cop out. But doesn't matter. It it pays me money. So That's just I'm what I was told. It. Yeah. It's my OnlyFans. That's how I make. (laughs) (laughs) I think somebody on Reddit told me that. Yeah. So uh, that's pretty much it. It was a busy week here. A lot of it was spent in my print shop, getting all my orders out, including my micro jig gripper holder. And um, yeah, that's it. Anyways, Morgan, what's up with you this week? What's on your bench? Um, On my bench, um, I'm I'm uh, I'm building a bench. So I uh, oh, there's a new person. A new person. <laughs> oh, that's Pete's uh, that's servant, Butler. That's Pete's Hello. Butler. <laughs> My Butler, Emma. <laughs> she's like she she was listening to the podcast live, and she's like, "Oh, Pete's had too much to drink. I'm gonna take him some water." I'm gonna take I him some water. It. I hear Pol- the guy on there has Polish Springs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, show us the label. That's Polish Springs water, guaranteed. Yep, Poland Spring. One. Yeah, you guys got that Zephyr Hill crap down in Florida. Uh, that's right. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. <laughs> that's a well, that's a Nestle product in Nestle. Mm. Ooh, no, mm. thank you. Ooh. Hope you like starving um, children. <laughs> I do like Nestle Crunch though. So there's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, so you're building a bench. You, you can only hit them so much. Anyway. Um, so I am building a bench, not like we don't have enough benches around here, but, benches, um, please. I was, I was, uh, recently gifted like a, a workbench uh, or a bench where you're going to sit and relax. Calm down, Daniel. I'm getting there. <laughs> I like you more. Keep going. <laughs> I love it. Place. <laughs> um, a, uh, I was, I was recently gifted a one finity CNC. Wow! And nice. I don't, um, I don't have a uh, a place to put it at home, and um, so I had to bring it to work. Um, but workshops getting kind of crowded, so I'm building a a, a flip top CNC bench. So this thing, and it's not even just to to store it away and have you know a surface to use. Are you going to put a table saw on the other side? No, it's gonna it's gonna go Powermatic right PM one thousand. No, he's gonna just ru- plunge the. Uh, it's gonna the, be like this. No, the CNC spindle is just gonna plunge through the table. The price is right wheel. <laughs> it's just gonna be a two-step machine. Nice. Uh, so anyway, but the um, so I I finished the the torsion box and the legs turtle box today. Um, the turtle box. Um, turtle box. Okay. <laughs> Clearly, you're so new around here. Call it a turtle. Turtle okay. I can I can live with that. Tortoise or torsion or whatever. So did you add the water yet? 
and then um, it's got some legs, and so it's the other side is going to be oh, fresh the outfit table here. But the cool thing about those machines is that if your material is all secured, you can run it sideways. You can actually run it completely upside down. So I could literally start a start a toolpath, let it run completely upside down while I'm doing stuff on the table saw. Hopefully oh my gosh, you are a genius. <laughs> Better well, add tabs. That's that's all a <laughs> hypothesis. That's that's if this all turns out the way that I expect it to. So you're um, using double sided tape. Got it. Three <laughs> M Super seventy seven all over that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um. So anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's what's been on my bench this week. Is um, that's awesome. Yeah, building that a awesome. uh, building a. I never a thought about CNC. I never thought about putting that on a flip top. That's, I mean, Drew Fisher makes one where he puts I it on a, a vertical, but never. I don't think it flips entirely. I guess technically, so it, it is a flip. It does go all the way around, but I've never, I haven't seen him or anybody run the machine completely up. I want to see that. I really want to see that. I'm intrigued. I've seen the ones running on a wall. I've yeah. never seen them run upside down. So, I'm very intrigued. I mean, that's, I'm going to try it. You know, I like it. If it's, it's the the only thing is the dust might fall into the router as it's oh, yeah right. At, but like <laughs> it's got, I mean, there's it's got a dust Put that boot suck it and, boot thing on there or whatever. Yeah, it's suck, yeah, it. it's got a, suck it boot. Yeah, it's got it's got a boot on it and um, it'll grab. I don't it. know. Maybe maybe it does. I don't know. Set up a fan near it. Blow the dust away. (laughs) That's what I do. Oh, but what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do is um, I've got, um, I'm going to put a a plywood floor on it and one of those, um, some of those wheels that, you know, put the thing down and it lifts Mm -hmm. the wheel. Yeah. Um, It's very technical. I'm not sure what they call this. Yeah. I I ordered some. Um, But I'm going to basically build a plexiglass walls around the whole thing. And so. um, So like an enclosure? yeah, so, and they're going to have to be if you will. because, you know, as you turn it, it's going to, you know, there's right. clearance issues. So, it's going to be hinged so I can, when I'm flipping it, and then I can put it back. That should cut down on the dust and the noise. Um, I like it. And then I should be I'm very intrigued. I'm, I'm super intrigued. I'm not just, upgrade. I'm not just saying that. I'm really intrigued. I really want to see this in action. The nice thing, like, I highly recommend a spindle upgrade because it's not blowing air, so you're not getting the mess. And it's quieter. It just kind of stays there. So if you got a vacuum picking it up, it's nice. And, and one clean. of these days, I'm going to install mine. I just David one of these days. It, offer it to drive down. Just have him come over and help you. Who did? David Wirt. Up. Drive up. Up. Whatever. Sideways. So I was. Um. I. I actually. I. I was talking with uh, Ben Myers. Ben Myers mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Um, We're so familiar. Oh, we know. Big. Uh. Onefinity guy, and I asked him like about upgrading to a spindle he's like you can it's not really worth it i i don't know really? it's i i just wouldn't say it's worth it just go with the router <laughs> i okay. i love it for the to just honestly just for the lack of noise for me was worth it yeah plus can't you well, can't you like run faster with it yes for sure it has more power yeah it's got more power but you know i mean it's obviously it's it's an entry level machine it's not right you know, um, and so you you take light passes with it, you know. It, it, it's it's not going to be, um, 
it's not gonna like I have this Axiom Pro sitting here, um, oh. but it's it's not gonna weird be like flex, that. but that's, okay. But no, it's well, it's not mine. It's it's works. Michael Jakes. Yes, but um, so it's not gonna be that, but it'll be kind of a I don't know, just a, a completely different way to use the machine is having it on a on a wheels and a flip top thing that I can move around and do different stuff with. So that's what's on my bench. Nice. I like it. Very cool. All right. What's on your bench, Mike? Okay. So, uh, so <laughs> <laughs> no, this, the great, I was getting there. No, Mike. no, I was making sure I, sometimes we have, you know, some, oh, anyway, uh, that sounds really cool. Uh, this week, sometimes I, our guests yes. are dumb. They don't know how to, <laughs> oh, Pete, what the heck? I don't no. want to throw out any names, Paul Jackman. <laughs> I literally, anyway, uh, this week has been, uh, so last this. week was Thanksgiving, right? Thursday? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah I've been eating a lot of turkey, yeah. The day before, the two days before on Tuesday, I, I mentioned it last week because we did the podcast on Wednesday. I got power last week in my shop, in the new shop. After two months of my shop being down, I got power. It was a and, lot of hand tool work. A lot of hand strings and cans and have you have you ever done a four by eight sign with nothing but a router plane? Me either. That'd be horrible. No, we uh, no, we uh, it was really nice. How did you nice. operate your CNC by hand? It was. I have a really really Crank. cool Schwinn with a uh, belt Schwinn. attached. <laughs> belt attached to it. I'm more of a Huffy guy myself. Oh, oh love it. Is topical. No, we uh, it's you got pegs. <laughs> yeah, I got pegs on the back if you want to come over. We can and the front. Seats. Yeah, front and back. It's a three-man bike. I call it All the right. queen. Uh, <laughs> no, we... Um, we uh, well, anyway, it's, it's... That hits what? home. You don't that even know. <laughs> no, it's, it, it's been a lot of um, getting done what I can get done for my customers. But this last week, it's hard to put into words how good it felt to have my shop back and all my tools. Dan, I'm really glad you're doing that right now. That's perfect timing. Thank you. Um, Don't watch my dog. Just talk. I just can hear it super loud. It's all. Um, <laughs> no, but it, it just felt really good to have my tools back and my shop back and to be like working again. Like this is my job. And, uh, you know, uh, when you don't work for about two months, I mean, I was doing stuff and keeping business going and stuff, but like, for two months, I felt like I was unemployed and that was really hard on my psyche and it was starting to like eat at me a lot and having my shop back and working again felt really good. And, um, you know, I, this week I did, uh, in about, we did about five days. We took, the, I had my shop helper this week in there. Uh, Sean is awesome. He was so great and just really helpful. We couldn't have gotten these 17 tabletops done this last week without him. He was just so helpful. Um, he did so, he was just really great. I was really thankful for him. And my cousin came this last week and he's also comes and helps in the shop. And, uh, it was just a, we did a ton of work. I had my, my, my cousin Matt working on finishing up the dust collection and Sean and I were milling up eight quarter, uh, not walnut. <laughs> that's, that's some muscle mm-hmm. memory right there. We were milling up eight quarter, uh, white oak, um, for five straight days, basically. It was just nonstop building it's, these tables. It must have smelled great in there. It did. I it love the way really white good. oak smells when it's milled I do, up. too. It, it smells so good. And It and, smells uh, like whiskey barrels. I wonder why that it, is. I don't know. I'll look into that later. I'll go on Reddit. They'll have the right information. Um, yes. I'm gonna, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I'm gonna, it was just really nice to not just 
get back to work, but to have such a big project. And I just wrapped all that up today. All those tabletops got picked up today to go to my customer who is a, is Bidwell Wood, who I work with a lot. They're, you know, I really value that relationship a lot. That's a good, good, uh, good place. They, uh, they do a lot of great furniture and they make all my metal bases. So, uh, that was really great to do a big project with them, but I've got a bunch of corporate customers. I opened up my Etsy store. I actually think I'm going to close it down again this weekend. Uh, after this current sale I'm running ends because I don't know that I can keep up with much over there. To be honest, I think I'm going to put it on either. I probably won't put it on vacation mode. I'll probably put shipping dates out a month because I can't really do any of that stuff right now. I've just got a bunch of big orders, my hope is to bring my cousin on full time at the first of the year so he can just kind of run all of Etsy and I don't have to deal with it uh, so I can focus on the commission stuff. That's kind of been the that plan. That would be nice. About, yeah, it's, it's kind of been the plan for about five months and I think it's time now. <laughs> I think it's time to just make it happen. So, But anyway, for my work, what's on my bench? I'm just kind of figuring out a lot of stuff right now. My wife and I made the decision. We bought, we bought this property a few months back and we bought a Christmas tree farm. It was, we bought the property's five acres. It's a Christmas tree farm. And we, we've made jokes about it on the show about me being a pine farmer because I hate pine so much. It's just, it's kind of a fun running joke. But my wife and I actually, yeah, pine pneumonium is the name of it. We made the, (laughs) my wife and I, my wife and I made the, um, yeah, no problem. My wife and I made the, uh, decision to actually restart the, the Christmas tree farm. It's in, um, it's in disrepair. So I'm in the middle of, gutting it basically we, i just i just want i just want to like say told you so <laughs> yeah I, th- I think i think it was inevitable really <laughs> no, i mean yeah, it's super, it really was like <laughs> i mean it's super cool like the we were we're trying to find ways to monetize the property because we're not going to use all the property that we have uh we're trying to find ways to like have side income from the property you know just not just we want to put sock money away for our retirement and stuff like yeah. that. We want to have like smart. And we we want to have ways to have the property make money for us. So we have all this property. We're only going to use like occupy probably one and a half acres of this property. So there's an existing Christmas tree farm. It's been around for 40 plus years. There's people showing up daily trying to get trees and I have to turn them away. I mean, we're not going to be able to sell trees for like five years because I got to gut everything and start over. But uh, it's going to be cool. We want to put, we want to do the Christmas tree farm. We want to put a pumpkin patch in. We're doing the wedding venue ourselves. and the wedding venue. We want to put on the property. That so, is, that I was gonna is say, build a barn, host yeah, events. We, we want to like, do events. Well, there's, there's already a, exactly there's, Morgan. there's this cool, like there's this cool, there's a lot to it. So there's a lot of this cross, cross merchandising we're doing it. And uh, with the, mm-hmm. with the, the, the building that's down there where they do where we'd ring out people for their trees and stuff. I'm going to have local makers be able to bring in their cutting boards, ornaments, whatever handmade stuff they've got. We're going to do a whole retail spot for local makers to put all their stuff and to sell their stuff. And I'm, it's going to be kind of a shift from wholesale. It's going to be kind of a, um, we'll track it, but we're not really going to take much of the, of the, the profit from there. We're not going to like use it as a wholesale thing. We're going to try to use it as a way for local makers who are small to sell their goods. And we're not going to really take much of that. If you have coin, we have wares. Yeah, kind of like you bring – if you've got some stuff to make. But the real long-term thing, uh, part of what it is, is there's not a whole lot of West Coast events for the woodworking community or makers or any of these things. I really want to make a spot on the property where we can host maker events, podcast meetups. We do all these meetups across the country. We'd like to have podcast meetups out here. I'd like to get brands on board to do meetups for different – for maker weekends or a day and stuff like that. We we really want to get – what's up, Dan? 
I think we alluded to this, but I think like if we did like a a, a podcast meetup slash barn raising event, that'd be awesome. where we where we do like a, a timber frame like barn raising slash structure well, for your wedding event. I mean, yeah, I mean that be, would be amazing. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. And there's just like really cool stuff. But I mean, I have a lot of plans, and I, I'm. I'm pretty stubborn with my plans. It's gonna no. happen. Like Mike yeah. is stubborn. <laughs> yeah, stop. It's, I mean, it's it's gonna happen. I mean, it's just it's just we're trying to figure everything out now. We got to meet with. We have our planning with the CPA next week and the lawyer to. Uh, yeah, we got our planning with the lawyer and everything to kind of figure out what we need to put in place for all that stuff. So, um, we need to get all these ducks lined up, and we're gonna start doing this stuff and chasing it. So, I really want to get this going. I really love living here. Um, and I'm really lucky to live where I live. So I just really do enjoy it here a lot. Like the last few, like the last month, things have really come together. I get to work. I get to do my, the thing I love the most, which is woodworking on my property. And I really love being here. So I'm, I'm really fortunate. So what's up, Dan? I'm actually like really looking forward to uh, coming out to your property yeah, and, and, and helping you. It's going to be so fun. Like January make all these fun. dreams come true. Like I'm super, super stoked for the uh, the barn raising. I already I mentioned wait. that. Like I, I'm so we were, so we're talking like this timber. It's got to be a structure thing. for like a, no, no. It's it's gonna happen. I mean, we we got this timber frame structure for the ceremony, and then there's gonna be like this pathway. I've already started actually clearing that out. Uh, the day after Thanksgiving last week, I sent you guys the videos and the pictures. Yeah, of, if if only you knew a photographer that could like. Well, give that's you what you're a out. perspective. That's what you're coming out for. Oh yes. So I mean, so Dan's going to come out, and I've got some other photographer friends because we want to put the orchard as a spot where photographer sessions the best. can be handled. And Dan's what do you the mean best. Other so uh, just ones that don't have to you know fly out so far uh, that are local. Uh, but <laughs> but Dan, we're going to get get a lot of perspective. I want to take a lot of input from people. I've shot weddings around the world. Dan has these big time stuff. One so we're we're going to have. We're gonna have people Show come off. out there. I'm really, I'm really, I'm really excited about. The I don't have a mustache, Morgan. Okay, <laughs> he's got to have something. Don't take. Let this me have me. this. He has no mustache. He's got no knuckle. Uh, but we've got a. Uh, and I have a tiny shop. <laughs> tiny. No, we just got a lot of stuff going on, and it's really exciting over here. We made some big decisions, and we're working towards that. But uh, <laughs> that's such a long path around what's on my bench. I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, what's got, on my bench is like a, I mean, a metaphor. This what's on my bench for, is really for like, what's going some, on in your life this week. Oxford big... defines workbench as <laughs> right. bench replace oh, bench with up. mind. And yeah, what's on my mind sense. exactly? What's on my like, mind? What's on my mind? No, I mean we we've taken what's we've on my mind. Some, we've made some big decisions <laughs> this week, and we're gonna get a lot of stuff done out here. So that's really, I mean, it's been on my bench this week. It was a big decision we made. I got this big order done. It's 17 tops. And then I've got to, now I've got to actually start getting to all these other orders. I've got this on, uh, tomorrow I'm in the shop by myself. I'm actually going to be mostly cleaning up and getting to my Etsy orders. I've got a bunch of template orders. I've got about 40 template orders to get done tomorrow. Uh, so I'm going to be getting those cut on the CNC while I'm actually doing some design work for some jobs I'm pricing up right now. Uh, I've got a, I've got uh, both the shop helpers coming on Saturday. We're going to be working on finishing up the redwood slab table that's been way too long in the making. My customer is that's the one that that's going to take like a ton of epoxy, right? Yeah, it's going to take a ton of epoxy. It's it's yeah. going to be an epoxy table, unfortunately. I mean, it's it's what the customer wanted. I mean, I'll make whatever the customer wants. I mean, this table has is going to take 
probably three gallons of epoxy oh. in it, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I know, I feel the same way, Morgan. Uh, but this guy is a great customer, and uh, I appreciate his business. So he, I uh, feel like I feel like I'm going to be. That's in what's that, important. I'm going to be yeah, in he, that. Uh, Neck of the woods, pretty soon. You will. As soon as you do one, a million people show up. It's oh really yeah, I, well, I have that one. I have that hackberry. Uh, it'll keep. It'll not stop Ugh. from there. It's gonna be not stop. But but this table has been a long time in the making. This customer has been super patient with my move, um, and we're gonna knock that thing thing out quick for him. I'm knocking out these spa steps. Hopefully, we'll have those done by Wednesday for this customer. We're making some custom stairs or steps for this lady's spa, um, and then we've got a bunch of corporate gifts we got to get to. I've got. <clears throat> I don't know, 50 cutting boards for corporate gifts to get to right now. And then um, a small amount of um, – have you ever guys seen those uh, learning towers? Yeah. For kids, like a Montessori learning tower. Uh, I have like, no idea what any yeah, of Yeah, I'd means. never heard of it either. It's it's like um, it's like a stool with like – it's fully enclosed so a kid can learn to like hold themselves up so and like, stand. Yeah, it's like a railing there. system. So a customer oh, – You had me I at stool. You made one of those? <laughs> I had you yeah, stool. it's – <laughs> I have so a, they can like I be old... at like countertop height, basically. Yeah, exactly, and be there and learn. Yeah, so oh yeah, got, yeah, yeah. It's basically like a like a staircase with railing. Yes, but just two steps. Yep, and two steps and enclosure. Yep. So this guy who's ordered stuff from me in the past, uh, he's I don't say his name. He's a he's a great guy. He's he's really uh, engaged on social media on Instagram. He's a great guy. He's ordered some stuff before. He's uh, he asked me if I could make this. I was like, yeah, for sure, I can make this. Uh, we agreed on a design, and we're gonna. I'm gonna be making that thing out of ash this week. I'm actually really excited about it. I think I'm gonna make it a thing that's available on my Etsy store permanently. Nice. The design is um, <clears throat> the design is is really. I don't want to say it's it's really modern and sleek is what I want to say. It's it's a it's a pretty straightforward design. Kind of simplistic, but not simple. Well, it is simple, but it, it's really – it's got like what you would see something like uh, Sean Boyd or Four Eyes make. It's got a lot of the, like the, those the sweeping joints. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got a lot of that on the on there, and I'm really excited to make this design because I really like this design. So we, we, we agreed on the design. I think I'm, I'm going to just print out – I'm going to print out – I'm going to cut out templates on the CNC for it and just make it out of uh, five, five, five-quarter ash. And uh, I think I'm just going to do um, uh, like some sort of hard wax oil over it. Um, oh, no. He nice. wanted something really durable. Anyway. Um, but anyway, it's going to be – I'm Rubio. making that, which is I've never – I don't. I think it's going to be vesting. Actually, I think I'm going to go with the. I'm going to try that LED vesting wax on there. I've I haven't been able to use that yet, unfortunately, because I've been so busy. Did you hear um, that? Uh, uh, no, 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 don't, don't, that, no, no. <laughs> um, the uh, wow, you're starting fires. Yeah, don't, don't do that. That's what I'm here uh, for. So <laughs> the, I mean, I'm interested in trying that stuff out, but I'm really excited about new builds. Uh, and I got. A bunch of stuff. The last like five days has been just insane. I don't know. I think when people get people meet with their friends and family and they have people over to their homes, they realize that they want bigger tables because <laughs> uh, they've had a bunch of people at their houses. I don't know what the deal is right now, but I've been getting hit with a ton of requests for new tables and new custom countertops. So I've priced up a bunch of those over the last few days. Uh, in fact, What's today? Thursday? Tuesday, I think Sean was over here working in the shop. And for December 2nd. Oh, my God. Sean was over here, and I think for about a solid hour and a half, I was just responding to emails while he was doing glue ups. (laughs) So it was just been busy. You know, it's it's really great. I'm really excited. I want to cut you off a, a little bit here and say you are the epitome of like, if you build it, they will come. 
It is it's the truth. It, it's seriously the truth. You've upgraded to like a bigger shop, and you've increased your capacity. Uh, capacity, and and you've already filled. You've already filled like your quote unquote quota. Like it's crazy. It's crazy. Keep up right now. Like I, I just, I was telling you guys this week that I got the, you already need a bigger space. Yeah. I, I got the quote for the shop edition and I like pooped my pants when I saw the quote for the shop edition. It's so much more expensive than I thought it was going to be. And we could do it right now, but I don't want to do it right now because I want to sit on some money in the bank for a few months before we do it. I think it's just the wise decision to not just like spend all that money right away. But I got to come up with, I was just telling Dan, I was trying to make Dan mad by saying I can get a shed. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, was, it worked. I, it worked. I've, it I've, worked. I'm putting, <laughs> I'm buying I'm a shed to put right outside my shop. Cause I'm starting to use some more industrial coatings for my finishes. I'm not, I'm not spraying. I, I try to focus on water-based finishes. I really like target. Obviously I, I use these finishes that I, I know that if I spray them for 20 years, I'm not going to die suddenly yeah, of right. a brain hemorrhage but i'm starting to get I feel attacked right now they do okay really, they really they really do require some more industrial coatings and i i can't have them in my shop especially with shop helpers in there now when i have to finish a piece it shuts the shop down for three days i gotta throw up this zip wall i gotta shut everything down i gotta spray this table for several days and it's a nightmare so i'm i'm buying a shed for now that i'm gonna put it's gonna be right outside my shop it's a. It's going to be an eight by fifteen shed for a spray booth. Is what I'm. Which is about. like I'm bigger than most people's shops. I prefer. It's 120 square feet. Finishes. Uh, what's it, what's that's that? a pretty good size. Pretty good size shop. I no, think that's bigger be- than Lee Omen's shop. Oh, you don't have to do that every week. I mean, come on. <laughs> we need to call it Lee's shop every week. Poor Lee. Uh, Morgan, what were you saying? What were you saying? Morgan? Oh, I just said I. I prefer arsenic based. Finishes. Arsenic based uh, oh. finishes are the best. <laughs> I like the chloroform ones. Yeah, yeah. does this rag no. smell funny? Them later and the table's finished. <laughs> like, have a little fun while you're while you're finishing your projects, right? You know? I like your style, Morgan. <laughs> like it. Uh, no, it's like, I mean, I this is something I got to do. Unfortunately, I mean, I'd really like to wait, but I don't think this. Sh- so, the shop edition running it through permit is going to take. Uh, five to six months is what I'm told, uh, just through the permit side of it. So, I mean, I won't start it until March. I probably won't have it till fall, you know, which is a super huge kick in the pants. Uh, so I've got to start figuring out some other solutions for things because there's a lot of big stuff coming down the pipe. So anyways, it's been a busy week. There's a lot of stuff going on. I couldn't be happier to be back at woodworking. It's the thing I love the most. I've been telling my wife every single night at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm back at it. I feel so like me again. I don't know. I've been having this weird anxiety. feels like I've been unemployed, even though I've been kind of like, it's been like a bunch of busy work. So sorry for the long what's on my bench, but that's, it's been a crazy week for me. So we haven't um, even started questions yet and we're an hour. I know. In. I don't, should we, yep. should we just do a few of them and move some to next week? We nope. We're pretty late. Let's do it. Power through them. Let's go. Morgan. Morgan we we did time? an hour 50 with Graz. I feel like Morgan. Morgan's Let's more important. Morgan, do you have time? <laughs> I got time. Okay. Okay. We're going to jump into the first question now. Let's do this. Let's do this now. Morgan, this is the first question from Adam Barnett. Hey, guys. Adam here from Barnett Custom Woodworks. So I do a lot of finishing with uh, rattle can spray lacquer, and it's really cold here in Michigan. So 
I'm wondering what the coldest temperature that you guys have sprayed lacquer successfully in and if you have any tips and tricks for it. Some of the cans say not to go under 60 degrees and I've read some places like 40 degrees and it's like there's an accelerator that evaporates weird and it can ruin the curing process and the finish gets messed up. I don't know. So whatever you guys' information you have, I would love if you could share that with me and let me know uh, what you guys recommend. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. Dan. You would go go to me first. Um, well, you spray a lot of lacquer. I mean, I do. I do spray a lot of lacquer. Actually, I'm kind of trying to move away from lacquer, uh, believe it or not. Uh, lacquer has been my go-to for years. Not enough arsenic. <laughs> but I'm I'm trying to move away from it just because it has given me problems in the past and I'm, I I do want to move to a water-based finish. Uh my lungs are important, I feel like. So um finally, it took a year and a half for you to say Oh, it. stop it, mom. Anyway, um I I I've I've successfully sprayed lacquer in pretty cold temps. I'm talking like 10, 15 degrees. Whoa. Lacquer, lacquer in that regard is pretty stinking resilient. It will, quote unquote, dry or cure um, in pretty cold temps. It just takes longer, like in an indoor temperature after it dries to actually cure. Okay. So you have to you have to realize that the word dry and the word cure are two different words and they they mean question. two different things. Does it need the temperature for the cure or the dry? It it needs the temperature for the cure, I believe. Okay. I, I I could be completely talking out of my rear end here, so I I imagine somebody from the internet is gonna correct me. However, the dry time is going to be not terrible. And I have successfully sprayed it where it dries in 10 or 15 degree weather. Aside from that, Adam, have you thought about moving out of Michigan? That is an option. I mean, it's pretty cold. Here in, here in Omaha, I have sprayed it. Um, I do have a, a shop heater. It it wasn't like terribly expensive. I think at the time when I bought it, it was like four hundred bucks. Uh, I know how I know it. It's gone up since then, but uh, it's worth its weight in gold. Get a shop heater, especially if your shop isn't that big. I my shop is twenty two by twenty two. Um, I don't know what the cubic feet is there. Do the math on that. But uh, the one that I got from Menards. Actually, does really well, and it it, it can get one. Oh wait, that's twenty one by twenty one. That's mine. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it, it can get my shop to seventy degrees. Uh, so what I what I do what I do before I spray something, I'll get my shop really really heated and really well off, and then before I spray, I open the doors and spray. That way, the ambient temperature is actually pretty decent that's what you're looking for the ambient temperature so when you open your doors when you open your doors if it's zero degrees outside and and your temperature in your shop is 50 60 degrees it's not going to instantly like change to zero degrees to match the outdoor temperature it's going to take a while it's going to take a long while so if you have a fan going 
and you spray and you you have the fan going and it blows all the chemicals outside it actually does a really good job and as soon as it all the chemicals are outside and you shut the doors your ambient your ambient temperature isn't that low compared to what it was before you opened the doors hopefully that makes sense i'm not a scientist <laughs> number scientists but as as woodworkers we're all kind of scientists basically we experiment Let's we experiment a little bit experiment. we research we do our own research morgan Talk to the Morgan. He's talking. Yeah. One I want to hear what Morgan has to say. I, I don't feel like I can speak intelligently on that question. because I, I certainly can't, but I did. Somehow. Intelligently? I mean, I live in Florida. <laughs> it's, oh, you Florida. know. Um, Way to flex now. No, I, I, um, I have used, you know, rattle can lacquer. I use it a lot, actually. Um, actually, the heat. Um, the hotter it is, I feel like the longer it takes to. I think that's uh, long- that's that's more humidity, humidity right? based. Yeah, yeah, that's likely. And you know, when you do it outside, and unless I bring it into my home where it's going to smell like lacquer, right? Um, you know, it's just it takes it's- forever to actually dry. Um, I don't know what the difference is between you know the, the cold and the the warm, humid, uh, Florida climate, but. Um, I don't know. It's I. I think given the given enough time, it'll basically do what you want it to do at any temperature, within reason. Yeah, I think it just alters the cure times a lot. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Pete, uh, for me, the the so the coldest I've ever sprayed is probably about forty plus forty plus degrees. And uh, I, I, I definitely agree with the whole get a heater because like even if you don't get a heater for the entire like curing time, lacquer dries really fast. Lacquer is pretty resilient when it, it comes it, to the cold. The cure time, yeah, but like the dry t- like to get it to dry out fully because that's the thing. Like I've noticed in the summer, if I spray humid, it takes longer to dry and maybe cure. But like the dry is what I care about because I can do another coat, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so. In the winter, like, I just, I'll have the heater going if I can. But the shop, I try to keep it around, you know, minimum low 40s. I don't want it to drop below that because I have water-cooled spindle and laser now. Like, I never want it to drop below that. So, I sprayed in that, and I've had great success. No major issues with rattlecan lacquer or gun. Much success. So, Mike, what about you? You've you've done a lot of spraying. What do you... Um, he lives in California. Uh, what does he know? temperature... The lowest temperature I've sprayed it where successfully was like 41 or something, pretty low 40s. But I also, it's really, really dry here in the winters. Uh, there's very low humidity. So I think that plays a factor. Humidity has a lot to do with it. Humidity has a ton to do with it. But I think um, uh, lacquer is very, there's a bigger problem here, Adam. And everyone's touched on it, I think. You need to move out of Michigan. No, you need to get a heater. Really you, need, you need to get a you need to get a heater really bad. Like you need to get a heater. Like get a heater in your shop. Uh, Even a radiant heater, like I a, a little oil radiant heater, and it yeah. up my shop from like seventy four. Small ones. Those things are great. I I have Just, two of them. They're awesome. Anyway, so he's talking about he's talking about <laughs> using well he's talking about using rattle can lacquer. So you you gotta imagine he's not doing. 
He's not spraying well, larger projects. He probably has a dust projects. collector. Just throw a bunch of sawdust in the middle of the floor and light it on fire. <laughs> the next question is from Jake Miller. Jake has this to say. What's up, guys? It's uh, Jake Miller from A Sweet Shop. <clears throat> I was just calling in with a question about dust collection. Um, I know you guys have spent a lot of time on dust collection in general over the last uh, few episodes here, but really just wanted to ask if you guys had any ideas or have any uh, anybody to kind of point me in the right direction for dust collection for a larger shop uh, with taller ceilings. I'm wanting to hard plumb everything in my new shop. The downside is I have 16-foot ceilings and no... Um, no beams, no lofts or anything like that to be able to attach anything to. So I was looking at ways to be able to get the plumbing up out of the way so it's not in my way and not a tripping hazard um, for tools that are going to be placed more in the center of the floor. So, um, yeah, just uh, want to hear your guys' thoughts and uh, yeah, let me know. <clears throat> Thanks, guys. I'll go real quick. Sorry, Pete. In, if I was in a dream scenario with a 16-foot ceiling with no beams, I would run my pipes at 11 feet, and I'd hang them with plastic strapping, plumber's strap from the, from the joists. And I would go to 11 feet because typically, as a woodworker, you're not going to work with much over 10 feet. You're going to usually get 8s and 9s from your skids if you're ordering in full skids of, bore, of, of lumber. Or you're going to have sheet goods that – I know, Jake, you're – I mean – you're just not going to have a lot of stuff over the the 10 foot mark. So if you've got your piping and if you're running a system that's adequate for your shop, you're probably running something that needs six inch plumbing. So you're going to want something that is just over that 10 foot mark. So you can flip a sheet or stick over without knocking into that stuff. And then I would get the pl the plastic plumber strap, hang it from the joist and go that route. You're going to be losing a lot of like usable space above you. 16 feet is a huge huge ceiling in a shop. Uh, I feel like that's think, a weird flex. Yeah, it feet. is a really big... 60 feet. Like, Good 16 luck heating feet is, that. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you're going to... I would build a second floor. Yeah, yeah like maybe put like a 100%. loft. Uh, what is those... What are those... Uh, you can bring in those metal structures that give you like a second floor up there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or just... I mean, just like a loft thing. But anyway, um, I don't think he's going to have a problem staying warm in Georgia, though. Does he get cold? Does it get cold there? Oh, I guess that's right. He's moving never. On. Yeah, it gets Georgia or Florida. What did he? Did he they have peach trees. It never, never gets cold. Uh, anyway, speaking of peach trees, Pete. Eh. Peach trees. What's Not about related you? to <laughs> peach tree? Oh yeah, you're well, welcome. Two different people. My bad. Well, he was also asking about a dust collector, and I, we've actually, me and Jake, have talked about this. Uh, we both kind of want the same thing, but it's not available right now, uh, and that's the the one that I'm waiting on. It's the Laguna. Uh, Jake, I'll sell you mine. Yeah, P-Flex one, I'll sell you mine. A little far. little far. Uh, well, he might actually be, he might be a good candidate for like the two or maybe even a three if he's looking. I feel like, yeah, I feel like he needs more than one. Three. But he yeah, we both want the same thing. They just don't have them in stock right now. I've been talking with Laguna on getting mine. It was supposed to arrive mid-November, still nothing. So there, there's, you know, supply chain issues, all that BS. But uh, as far as, you know, I think we answered this uh, two weeks ago. I think you're a good candidate for two systems whether it's like a cheapo delta or central machinery or whatever in one side of the shop that might not need as many cfms and then 
the big boy for the rest of the shop. So you might not be able to, you might not have to plumb the entire shop with one machine. Um, especially with you running a CNC. I don't know if you're plumbing that into it or running it off a separate DC. So look into that. And I think Mike brought up a good point. 11 feet, honestly, more than enough. Uh, don't go any higher than that. Definitely don't go all the way to your ceiling. It's just wasting CFMs. And valuable loft space. Exactly. Well, Morgan, what do you think? <laughs> so this little outside the box, I would say a small, dedicated dust collector for each of your major tools um, sitting on the floor right next to the tool. So you've got those, you know, the little ones on wheels that are, you know, about the size of a microwave and they blow into a bag and stuff. Now it wouldn't be able to, to pull air through piping all over your shop, but for that one tool, it would be just fine. So for a shop that size, you could get, you could spend two grand on a big, big dust collector pull all that air or you could buy four or five small dust collectors for each tool and then you wouldn't have to mess with any of that stuff i kind of like that idea yeah that sounds actually really good especially for a big shop Mm -hmm. when you have extra space and you can just put that that dust collector next to the tool yeah it's just right i mean it's just dedicated that's all it's pulling air from is that one tool because we, I mean, like we, we, we have that one, it's a, it's a nice big Laguna, um, dust collector in it. It's a, yeah, it's a P Flux. It sounds like it. I don't know which one it is though. One, two or three. It's the Flux. Uh, I feel like that's a C Flux. Oh, is it a C yeah, Flux? C-flux. Oh, it might not have a drum on it, uh, HEPA on it. Three. So three? C Flux okay. three. That's, um, that's it's, but it sounds like a jet taking off. Yeah. I mean, it is. It would, it would heat Mike's shop. His auxiliary auxiliary shop would get extra heat because of it. <laughs> um, it but it, I mean, it pulls a lot of air, you know. But like, you know, we've got you know four or five major machines that we would need to have, you know, like a you know proper dust collection on. Mm. You know, you can get those those small. Dust collectors for not that much money. Not a whole and, lot. Um, comparatively. Yeah. Compar- and, they're, and, comparatively. and they're actually you put each one on a um, on an auto switch and they're they're much quiet. They're like very quiet. No. Um no. That's that's my solution. That's good. Dan, what about you? Jake, I don't have anything to add that these guys didn't already say. Um Attaboy. What the next question Whoa, why? I wasn't <laughs> done. I wasn't done. <laughs> I wasn't done. If you want to go like, if you want to go like, uh, if you want to go like a uh, super shop, secret shop, dream shop scenario, uh, you would rip up the concrete. <laughs> Get out of here. In your, in your what's floor. The, what's another word for concrete? Uh, concrete. Or cement. In, in your shop. <laughs> and you would plumb everything underground. So it would never like be a, a problem. Man. Like yeah, a man. Would, and why, Dan? Do you want to tell him why? Because it'll be it'll be grounded. You'll have grounded dust collection. Oh, the right. next question right, right, is right, from right. John Taccarino. Uh, John has this to say. <laughs> hey, guys. This is John over at Tac Woodworks on Instagram. I have a question for you about shop organization. This is something that's a constant challenge, basically looking to find the time to put in to update 
different shop projects, things that are going to help you keep organized. I'm looking for your advice on what's like a quick win, something you can do in in the short term to make an impact in the shop, and also something that's kind of long term that takes a little bit more time or it's more complicated. Um, You know, separate from things like a clamp rack or a lumber rack or a or a uh, drill and battery holder that goes on the wall. Outside of those things, curious on your thoughts, kind of a quick hit, also something more long-term that you think really is worthwhile to put in the time for shop organization. Thanks, guys. Look forward to your responses. Dan, it appears that you either want me to throw it to you or not throw it to you ever. Not. I can't tell right now. <laughs> okay, not Dan. Uh, Pete, Pete, what's up? Yeah, so, no, the what you got, girl? Some of the best uh, shop organization advice that I ever got was um, take every tool you're ever going to need for that tool. So, like, walk over to to the joiner and every tool you're going to need, every wrench, whatever, set it on that tool. Do the same thing for your table saw, your band saw, all the the saws. Whether it's a, a little square or a push block or whatever, make a little board on a wall, on a tool, attach it to the tool itself. Uh, that has a little hanger for all of the tools you will ever need for that machine. You will save yourself so much time running around. And I used to think that like, oh, you want the big tool wall, like the French cleat, right? That's what everyone's got. And then I went into my buddy Glenn's shop and Glenn's got every tool he'll ever need for that station right on the wall. And I was like, this is freaking brilliant. You've got the same wrench in four places in your shop, but you don't have to walk around and look for it. It's there for that tool. So... That, that would be brilliant. my advice. Make every tool you will need for that, whether it's a push stick, a, a square, or a tool to actually adjust it, set that up. Morgan, what do you think? I want to hear what you say because you got you got a small shop. What's your best organization tip? So, I mean, you, you can optimize your space. Um, you know, any, any way that you can optimize your space is only, going, is only as good as um, your habits. I think habits are going to be the deciding factor in keeping your shop organized. If you get something out for a specific operation, put it back when you're done with that operation. Oh, I feel like you're attacking me right now, Morgan. I feel attacked as well. Well, well I mean, it's like if, you know, to keep your shop organized. You'll get you used to it, Morgan. He feels like everyone's attacking him at all times. <laughs> you say your thing. I actually, I was crafting this response to specifically attack him. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen your shop on Instagram. Oh man. my god! Get yourself together. Um, no, it's. <laughs> I think this is a safe. Space. I, I I think habits really. are are the best um, best organizational tool. You know, everything has a place. When you use something, put it back where it goes, <sighs> um, and that's going to keep you that that's going to save you time, and that's going to keep you. I like that. Dan, do you have an answer now? I, I'm just going to parrot everything that Morgan just said. I, he was totally attacking me in that in that response. No. Absolutely. No. I didn't even touch on your breath or your toenails. Oh. So, like, <laughs> well, he knows, he knows Dan. Bro, I just cut Yikes. my toenails like two days ago. <laughs> it was getting ridiculous. I couldn't put my socks on. He's got to resharpen his saw blade. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got nothing to add. Uh Morgan Morgan was more than sufficient what he Put said. Your stuff away. <laughs> Mike, what do you what do you say? 
I will say I didn't think about what Morgan said is dead on. I'm still don't know my shop yet. Like I'm, I'm yeah. so used to my old shop. Like I'm like, where's my glue bottle? Where's my effing tape measure? Like I can't find any. Where's my rule, dude? Anything? I'm walking around my shop. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you off. I'm gonna cut you off now. real oh. fast. Uh, one surprised what? <laughs> one of the best things I did. I I. Uh, Shocker, I went to Menards and I bought like six tape measures and I have measures. them all, yeah. all, dude. What's a measure? It's like a measure. Why, like why you guys, why you guys going to attack me? <laughs> I, I, have, I went to Menards I and I bought six tape measures. I Did I say five, that better? That's a great five, investment. I have five, tape but I I spread them all uh, all over yeah. my my shop, and now they're everywhere. I have them around my shop. I can't find anything right now. I'm still getting used to the new flow in my shop. Also, part of that is is I haven't worked in my shop except for five days <laughs> since I've been here for two months. This oh, so you don't know what you days. need yet? Yeah, I've, I've like I've only been there for five days. <laughs> uh, like, I need wood. Bit. Yeah, where's my wood at? <laughs> no, so I, I, it's just like I'm <laughs> learning the place. So anyway, we talked about this with shipping the other day. Like you don't have processes set up yet. Yeah, I, I'm getting my yeah. processes. But one, I do want to say one thing that really kind of changed my shop around for me was my outfeed table and centering the focus of my shop around my table saw because the table saw is such a pivotal tool in the shop. I've really, everything kind of works around that. So uh, the way I've organized my shop is table saw and outfeed are in the middle of my shop. And those things, having that outfeed has really changed my whole productivity productivity <clears throat> level and my and how i kind of approach everything about how i set up my shop so that's one thing i wanted to say um but let's throw it to dan for the giveaway dan yeah let's talk about the giveaway shall we uh so Macbeth hardwood is back and it's uh one wanting to sponsor us for a monthly giveaway and this month we are giving away thanks to Macbeth hardwood a dewalt Palm Sander. Oh. You said nice. What? There were there were like you, you you screwed me up there. We were Oh, I was like going, oh, oh yeah. I was hyping you. I was your hyping we, me. I was like, yeah, yeah, wait, I was should I do a finger gun? Pete, Sorry. Pete made a noise, you made a noise. I was to be shocked. Mike did some Mike, when you said it, it sounded like you stuttered, your audio cut out. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Dan, you can't get rattled every time Mike gets the hiccups. It's just part of life. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Morgan. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. If I go, no, 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 that's when you stop. <laughs> All right, let's start over. Uh, let's keep this going. month, this month, December, Macbeth Hardwood is sponsoring a DeWalt Palm Sander giveaway. So we need a code phrase, everybody. Do you have one? I kind of have one. Oh, <laughs> Nucklehoma. I'm, I'm on the edge. Of- oh, <laughs> you kind of stole. <laughs> that was a good it's one. Kinda, that was really good, actually. God dang yeah. it! I kind of hate you right now. I was gonna go with knuckle duster. What? <laughs> I like Nucklehoma. No, 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 no. Nucklehoma is really good. <laughs> What about knuckle sandwich? Because it's a sandwich. Hey, God damn it, Morgan! Pete with the no. <laughs> all right, got to tie it all together. All right, all right, all right. 
Knuckle Sandwich is your code phrase you this week, ladies and gentlemen. Send that to us in an email at another wood. Grr. Another podcast pod shop. Nope. <laughs> Ignore that. Send that to us in an email at awp giveaway at gmail.com. Thank you, Pete. At a knucklewoodcast podshop.com. Yes. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> at milescraft.net. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. It's like All right. All right. But That's it. Their knuck- website's actually a geocity. I already <laughs> forgot what Geocity. All right. All right. Back up. Back up. Back up. Wait, what's the No, hold on. What was it? Knuckle sandwich. Knuckle sandwich. Another woodshop podcast at gmail.com. Nope. This is your job. Nope. AWP giveaway at gmail.com. God dang it. Right. I wanted I wanted to start over and get this really clear. Knuckle sandwich. Knuckle Woodshop podcast. At AWP giveaway at gmail.com. That's right. We have the separate one. Yes. Send that to us. Thank you very much. And uh, super thank you to Macbeth Hardwood for sponsoring the giveaways yet again. Back to the Outstanding. show. All right, let's let's go quick through these questions. It's yeah. late and I'm sleepy and I gotta edit some stuff. So this next question is from Edwin Mancini. Hey guys, it's Ed Mancini from E and J Creations Woodworks. Um, thanks for the tip last week. Didn't realize that my voice didn't sound like Dan's. A mix <laughs> between Fergie and Jesus. <laughs> what? But, uh, this week. Uh, my question for you guys is, as you guys were getting started uh, through your woodworking journey and, and creating a business and all, what would you say was your greatest challenge? Um, Learning to read. And what did you do to overcome that Dude, challenge? don't steal my answer. I appreciate you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. We'll talk to you next time. I want to throw it to Morgan. Don't use the word journey, though, please. But tell us about your story. <laughs> I'll tell you about it. All right. So this is my truth. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, I think, you know, the, the, the hardest thing about learning woodworking, learning woodworking isn't really that hard at all. I mean, mm-hmm. Anything that you need to know um, is on YouTube. Yep. Everything that I know, I learned on YouTube. Now, I didn't Same-sies. get it right the first time. Yeah. I didn't get it right necessarily the first five, six dozen bakers. Dozen times, I've never gotten but, it right. Um, Still. You can learn anything that you want to learn on YouTube. The um, the trouble that I had was um, actually making income and making a living doing it to support my continued learning journey. Morgan stole my <laughs> answer, and I want to report him to my lawyers. Um, continue. But if if um you know if if making money doing woodworking isn't your goal, um, it is still nice to you know have like a have an Etsy shop or something that that you can sell the stuff that you make. Uh, just just to fund the material that you buy and maybe buy some new tools and and keep learning new techniques on new machines. Um, and and just keep growing and building on your skills, but um. Yeah, that that's the real trick. Is um, I've actually, well, I guess we can get to this later. But I've actually started writing a book. And, Whoa! Um, a good, what? And a, and a, 
It's kind of late yeah, in the show to be like dropping that. Write. Well, nobody asked. <laughs> Morgan, a question though: Are you writing a bike? Or write, write, writing a, a bike? bike? <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> are you writing a bike? <laughs> you writing not a right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This sorry. is a chair, not a bike, Mike. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> that explains why that customer was so mad. But <laughs> that chair. <I> built. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a rocking bike. Um, so it's so a coloring book or what's up? <laughs> so the, um, a, a good portion of it is going to deal with um, kind of just the, the, the current state of uh, consumer perception of, of, of value of wooden products. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the, the Ikea complex. It's, Ooh, you know why? Would, nice. Why would I? Why would I buy a table that um, you know is going to last me for the rest of my life and probably my children and my grandchildren's life when I can go to IKEA and I can buy a table the same size for ten bucks? Like, and when it when it breaks because I move or I pick it up, that's fine. I'll go get another one for ten bucks. I like that. Doing that, I really. I like that and I don't like it because you were so right. The IKEA complex. Yeah. And so the, it, it deals with um, a good portion of it is going to deal with people's perception of, of we just have a kind of a throwaway culture of like, I'm not going to get something. I don't want to invest up front now for something that's going to last me. I would rather just keep buying junk over and over and over again. Um, and, that, I think that's the, the real difficulty that a burgeoning woodworker faces is that it's very difficult to communicate the value of quality custom work. It's also very hard to get into the correct market for that too. Like if you don't have the skills to make the the a bespoke piece that's going to be an heirloom piece of furniture that's going to last a long time, it's really hard to get to those customers because you have to create this reputation for yourself to be able to you can't just be like, hey, I can make you this table that's going to last you 50 years. They're going to be like, prove it. You have to have a reputation behind you to do that. So it's really hard to get into that market. And then and then when you finally do get into that market, then it's you're like, okay, now I got to keep finding people that want to buy this stuff over and over and over again to keep your business going. It's just, it's not easy. You can, And it's tough because, and this was going to go into what I was going to say, and I'm not, I, I'm not going to go into what I'm going to say, but. You, you know, you, you have to keep challenging yourself and making more and more different, more challenging things to to get better to a level where you can actually like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, you can actually send out quotes with such high dollar amounts on them that people will pay for it. Like if you just keep making a million cutting boards all the time, <laughs> You're never going to make an armoire that's going to sell for thirteen or fifteen thousand dollars. You're just going to keep making cutting boards over and over and over again, and you're never going to be able. The word I'm looking for is command. You're not going to be able to command the prices you need to sustain a business and a shop. It's just not going to happen. And that's that's it. it that I mean, your 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 answer is my answer, Morgan. <laughs> so I'm, but I'm going to say it from a different thing. But you have to like find a way to get your foot into a market somehow that you have no business being in essentially. And then you have to find a way to excel at it. 
or you just fail. <laughs> it's super difficult because it's exactly that. There's this consumer, there's a consumer, it's all this consumerism out there. They'll, no one wants to pay for the table that's going to last them that they can give to their kids. They want to buy the thing that gets them by until the next house they buy. It's sad, but true. Yeah. It's a way I was when I was in my 20s. I think a lot of people are like that. And then you start to see the value in that. Like it starts to go into tools too. Like when I, I didn't have this mindset until I got into woodworking where like I would be like, yeah, let's buy the cheap tool. Well, when I needed to pay my bills, I can't do that anymore. I can't buy a cheap tool unless it's something I don't use. If it's a tool that I'm using day in and day out, I need to know that it's going to be there to work for me tomorrow because otherwise I won't be able to pay the bills. That's where I'm at with things. And if I have a piece of furniture, if I own a home or something that I have that I want, I'm I'm kind of past like buying the cheap thing anymore. I want it to be the thing that's going to last. Now, you don't have to do that for everything. Like if I have like a socket wrench, I need it. I'm going to go buy a Harbor Freight one because I don't, I'm not a mechanic, but you know, consumerism is really ingrained in this society. <laughs> it's really tough. Sorry, Morgan. <laughs> no, that's, no, that's really, it's just, it's just really tough. Like it's, it's really hard. Poetry. To, it's hard to find a customer that also it doesn't help that there is so much like I'm not trying to go any political direction at all with this, but like there's like rampant inflation out there and who knows where things are going to be actually valued in a few months or years or whatever. There's all these things, but you have to find like the right customer base to sell to, to actually afford a living doing something that really, I tell people I'm a, I make custom furniture. I'm a custom woodworker. I'm sure Dan, you get this and they go, Oh, really? I mean, you, I get it like you, that's still a thing. Like people say, like, it's like, oh, people still do that. And there is in this, like, there's this group of people where I feel like on some level it's starting to come back again, where like the custom furniture is starting to be, make like a, a, and it might just be my percep, perception of things because in my twenties and thirties, you know, early thirties, whatever, I was a consumer, but now I'm in this world now where I make furniture and people are buying furniture um, that will last them for a lifetime. But as recently as five years ago, that didn't make sense to me either. And that's how that, ingrained it is into our world. <laughs> that's another. Uh, that's another good chunk of the book. Is um, that's that's a chapter. Is the uh, the Maker Revolution or the Etsy Revolution? Right. Quite Handmade. decided what I want to call it yet. But um, with the uh, with the availability of information, the expansion of information through the internet, everybody sharing what they're making, um, people who make stuff are are making a comeback. Um, and as as much as successful as mass production has become and will forever be, um, they're not doing one off custom things. They're not going to waste their time with that. So there is a corner of that market that uh, that makers still have and can always call it their own. It's just how do you make your stand, yourself stand out in that small corner of the market? I think also, and I'm sorry I keep going here. I won't go. This will be my thing. I think when you go to like part of it is I, th- I think COVID had a big thing to do with it because a lot of people were at home more often. And they started going, okay, you know, um, I'm here a lot. I don't know that I want like a $200 dining table anymore. 
Uh, meeting with my family every night. We're spending a lot more time together. I think I do want a $3,000 dining table. Uh, I'm kind of tired of this media or this console table uh, that I got for $49.99 at Ikea. I think I really would like one that's there. And I keep seeing these live edge ones. So I think people are more at their home and they're more cognizant of what they're seeing in their own homes and they want to make it nicer because they're there more. And a lot of 100%. people are working from home. Yep. So I, I think there's like a shift. There's a bunch of things that are like helping push this shift. And I think it's going to continue for a while. And I don't, I don't think it's going to slow down. I also think as a content guy who's ma- who makes content, um, I think what's happening is people are home they have more of their own free time because a lot less people are commuting so they're looking for activities and a lot more people are getting into woodworker woodworking and as you stated it's not that hard to do woodworking like the 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 basics is they're not hard and i think what happens is a lot of people are there's so much saturated information for content out there and not just woodworking but everything all these hobbies that are there there's so much you can find on youtube and instagram and tiktok all these different platforms there's so much out there that you can very easily and very quickly learn how to do something. And what's happening is people are learning how to do these things and they're finding out that they really love doing it. And then they start loving to do it and then they go, I want to share it. And now there's like millions of people sharing something. Whereas like five years ago, there wasn't millions of people sharing it. There was like a few hundred people sharing it and they were like top of the game because no one else was doing it. But that's just like a, anyway, sorry. I don't even know what the question was. Dan, I, I, I actually forget what the question was as well. <laughs> What's your biggest challenge in your woodworking journey? Journey. Oh, journey. Your um, truth. My biggest challenge was uh, separating the two. Uh, so, like, I had I had to wear a couple hats. Okay. Number one, I had to be the craftsman slash artist of my business of my brand. And I also had to be the salesman and the hype man. And that's two completely separate things. It really is. You have to be both. You can't be an artist. So, like, if you're really good at what you do and you have great products and you have a lot of skill. But if you don't know how to share that and, like, push it and and uh, put it out in the world. If you can't sell. You're not going. Yeah, anywhere. if you, basically if what Mike said, if you can't sell, like you're going to go nowhere. So you have to wear multiple hats in that in that field. You have to be the craftsman, the artist, and you also have to be the salesman and the hype man. It, it, it's it's difficult, but that's something you have to overcome. Uh, being the salesman and the hype man is actually, I think, one of the harder things to do. You you can be you can be skilled and crafted at woodworking because there's so many resources out there that will tell you how to do things step by step. But being a genuine uh salesman, uh hype man, or just somebody who like shows you what you do, it, it's difficult. There's nothing out there that shows you how to do that. And I think that is been one of the more difficult things that I've had to overcome. And luckily, I've kind of been in this uh, self-employment game for a while, so I understand how that works. And I kind of have a leg up in that situation. Pete, what do you think? Well, for for me, 
I don't know if this was the biggest challenge, but it's one of the biggest hurdles that I've overcome that I run into other people having the issue. Uh, and that is getting your, I don't want to just say spouse, but getting your family on board initially. Because some some of us get very excited about something and then becomes, you know, you become obsessed with that hobby or that thing. And it it's turning into a business and you're seeing potential and you're seeing the growth. But if you're not saying it, if you're not positioning it properly to your wife, your family or whoever, um, you're potentially, you know, scaring them a little bit with like how intense you're getting about this thing that's currently bleeding money. Let's say you're just buying tools and whatever. And you're making some money, but then buying more tools. And like that could, it could potentially be very scary to someone that doesn't see what that's, they, that's what funny they, because Kayla and I were just talking about that tonight. I mean, that's uh, something me and yeah. Emma talk about all the time. Like, you know, like I, that's why I have this hard rule of the shop pays for the shop. Yeah. I spend money like crazy in the shop because the shop is working its butt off to make money for the shop. I spend no money personally, like exactly. aside from like groceries and whatever, like the shop spends its shop money. And that was a big thing. That was something I decided early on because I realized like me just, I was just buying up tools that I think I would need. And then they would sit there for weeks or months or whatever. And I would never use them, but I thought they were cool and I had to have them. And I'd be like, damn, I didn't, you know, luckily at the time, like Emma wasn't as invested in it, but like, even my, yet, like I was living, uh, me and my parents owned a house and like we were living together and I was started like taking over the shop slowly the, or the garage at the time. I was taking over the garage more and more and more. It started in a corner and then by the end of it, before we moved out, it was the entire place. Every wall was taken up by me. That could be very scary to people that don't see oh, yeah. the whole big picture. So I think getting your loved ones, getting your family involved in a process, talking at the plan talking out the potential, talking through the purchases. Like, I think this is a good idea. I'd love your input. I know it's an expense, but here's what I could do with it. That's that's difficult. That, that conversation is very difficult to have with loved ones, especially when you're at an 11 because you're excited <laughs> because it's going well and they don't see it yet, you know? So... Uh, and it also, this was all started blowing up for me right around the time when I was like in like really bad debt and, uh, Emma was just waiting for me to propose <laughs> and that uh, wasn't <laughs> happening. And I was talking about buying more tools and she was like, uh, what about you were, me? You were proposing to, uh, buy more tools. To get more tools. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and you know, a year later from the day that we had like a really deep conversation about all of it, where I was like, wow, I got to get my crap together. Uh, you're from that we got engaged and I was on my way to be out of debt and the shop was its own separate thing and it become became more successful. So I think getting our family on board is a big challenge that a lot of us have and a lot of us kind of skip over that step and we're just going hard on our business, but like we got to get them involved. I think we all involve our spouses pretty well. I, I can't Absolutely. speak Morgan, but like but the threat of divorce don't. is my biggest motivator. Yeah, right. <laughs> but like that's challenging because it's crazy because we kind of we all we think about is woodworking and the shop and our builds and our projects like all the time. That's a lot of family time that is being spent in the shop. So you got to make sure to bring the family in on that early on 
so that they come along with you on the say it with me journey. No, I'm not saying. <laughs> no. I do want to say one thing that uh, another thing. Sure. I already kind of went into like what my the the struggle was a bit, but something I will say that people don't quite put enough value on for a business is um is not is networking mm. you need to network constantly oh, yeah. with crazy with crazy all the local people around you because and you don't i'm not talking like hi i'm mike nice to meet you i mean you need to start <laughs> building relationships with vendors you need to start building relationships with other craftsmen uh other trades other people who do stuff because if you start building these relationships if I get to meet a guy who does granite, right, and he's got a customer who wants, um, who needs a new countertop, he's doing a granite countertop for, and they go, hey, we really would like a custom island under this, and we have a good relationship, he's going to recommend me. Um, or, you know, contractors and stuff. I have a f- contractor friend of mine. I I use him. I'm going to be using him for installs on stuff. Uh, it's It becomes this uh, symbiotic relationship where you – I don't know if you guys listened to. I was on the podcast. I was on the um the on Ben's podcast, Green Suitor yep, podcast, Green and Sedge Sedge was talking about how when he worked in a uh a industrial park at a cabinet shop, there was a couple other cabinet shops and there were some other trade shops in that same business park, and they used to refer work to each other basically nonstop. That's how they were all keeping each other up. One guy was doing a remodel in a home, and they needed a ca- they needed cabinets in there. That work went to that cabinet shop. Those count cabinets needed countertops. They went to a granite shop. There was an electrical guy in the in that same industrial park. It, it, it's just all because they knew each other and they recommend each other. And when a customer takes on a tradesman uh, that they've, especially if it's a good tradesman who does good customer service, if that is a friend of yours, you're probably going to get work from that guy who's referred you to other stuff. So referrals and word of mouth are like the biggest thing to be yep. for me in my experience to get work. So uh, it is very it's it's very hard to land work but if you if you really get yourself out there and network with people and are in front and really active about trying to get the work i think you can get it i think you can get yep. it but i i not everyone has that sales ability oh, network so yourself you're it's right it's kind of tough so make friends so um anyways uh we're actually going to call it for the questions we got a couple of questions in there that we're going to push to next week because this is a long one big thank you to morgan speaking of long ones he's yeah, very morgan, tall thank you so much um, for sticking so, it out man speak yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> no he's like six foot seven uh you see so, that knuckle <laughs> we'll go with that no uh big big thanks to morgan for joining the show man it was great to have you on the show i can't thank wait you. to see you at work bitch con dude like thank seriously you guys really really yes no, I, I fully nice expect you to guys. buy me a bourbon at WorkbenchCon. I will buy you a bunch of beers. I really like you, Morgan. You're a really great oh, wait. guy. So. Oh, wait. We're buying him beers? Shucks. Yeah, Shucks, Mike. I thought he was going to um, buy me a bourbon. I thought I'm that was part of the deal. Credit card. That's not how this works. He's the cute girl in this conversation. <laughs> Listen, oh, I, guys, I've got, I've got free chicken sandwich cards from Chick-fil-A. Ooh. Oh, we were just talking about Chick-fil-A earlier. Which of you get to share one with another? So I'll get the lift. We can lady in the tramp some nuggies. I don't care. <laughs> no, um, I got I got Chick Fil A chicken sandwich cards with your name on. 
Yeah. Outstanding. You're a gentleman and a creative director. So big thanks to Morgan gentleman for joining us. And a knuckle. Uh, big, big thank you. <laughs> big thank you to Merka for sponsoring this week's episode. You guys are awesome. We did get a new patron. We'll mention that next week. Go check out the Patreon page. Check us all out on Instagram. Check out Microjig on Instagram and YouTube. All of us are on Instagram and YouTube. Uh, go check out Morgan's CNC build. It sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, that, that sounds there, really you know. cool. I'm super excited about that. Go check that out. Go check us all out on Etsy. Uh, we will be back next week as usual. Uh, I think we got one more episode after that, and then we're going to take a Christmas break this year. It's our first break in 90-something episodes. We've never missed a yeah. week, so uh, we're going to actually take That's Christmas crazy. off because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fly out of town for a week, and I just need a break. So We all need um, a break. You guys, we'll talk yeah. to you next week. Where are you going, yeah, Mike? We, everyone needs a break. Mike's going to Las Vegas to dance. I'm gonna. I gotta make some side cash. No, I'm going to Montana for the for uh, the. Uh, we're flying out of here the day of Christmas, so we actually might be able to do a podcast that that day. We'll, we'll, figure, well, it out. Anyway, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out later. Anyway, Thank uh, you big thanks to everyone. You guys are awesome. Morgan, you're great. Everyone have a great night. Bye right. now. Bye bye bye. Love you guys. Bye bye. Love you all. Long time. Love you. Long time. Bye, bye.